Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Henry's got the night off. Steve Thompson in. Chris Tubbs is our producer. Twins fall 3-2 to two in that combo platter. And I, and I love the way Chris Satterberry explained it, that, you know, you, you've got March, April, is a combo month, and you got September, October. Well, this September, October has been miserable for the Minnesota Twins. They they continue to struggle to the finish line. They've got two to go. Final game of the series open in Chicago. By the way, the White Sox clinch second in the division for whatever that's worth. They are eighty and eighty. The Twins fall to seventy-seven and eighty-three. They had clinched a losing record with the series finale loss to the Tigers in Detroit. In the ball game tonight, uh, you can point to a guy who's going to be uh, a huge part of this thing uh, next year for the Twins. Bailey Ober goes five, uh, two runs, two hits. Both of those are in strikeout four, walked one, gave up a home run. Uh, but what we saw from Bailey Oberlaid is kind of like, he's right. Young man, get him into the offseason. We've already talked about Joe Ryan and the rookie strikeout record. You've got Bailey Ober. You're going to have Sonny Gray. That's a good spot to start. So I, I'm going to accentuate the positive. Late, Gary Sanchez watches strike three. There's three games to go in the regular season. You, you're eliminated. Take a hack. I, I just was absolutely blown away by that at bat. You're against Liam Hendricks. Um, the season's over. You're playing out the string three to go. Go to the plate and try and hit the thing into Lake Michigan. And I'm, I'm not sure the way I, I've, I've been to guaranteed rate field. I, I don't think that's the right direction. Um, so I think the ballpark, the way it faces, hit it, hit it to O'Hare. Uh, whatever, but but don't watch strike three in that spot. So they they load him up against Liam Hendricks. They don't get it done. They don't tie the game. 
they they fall three to two. You know, beyond uh, the the fact that Griffin Jacks took the loss, he's had a really nice year. He's another one of those guys that you can say he's going to have a role in that bullpen for the Minnesota Twins. Johan Duran is another one you know is going to have a role in that bullpen. You, you would assume Caleb Thielbar is going to have a role in that bullpen next year. So the, those are guys that are going to be around and are going to be on the 26 man in 2023. But it, it, it just is a symptom of how things have gone for the last month for this team. I, I just don't understand. Particularly, it's take a hack, man. Um, and, and I know they tried to explain it as, well, he was looking for a certain pitch. I, Chris Tubbs, I don't know about you, but that Sanchez AB late in the game, it just drives me crazy. How do you let strike three fly by at least be protecting the plate? Yeah, at this point, you got you got nothing to do but swing the bat, right? I mean, yeah. what's the downside in going up there and striking out at this point in the season? I mean, you're not going to cost your looking. team. Yeah, you're, looking. You're, yeah, you're not going to cost your team a game that's going to determine any sort of postseason implications so go up there take a hack see what can happen it, it, it's just it's disappointing to kind of see how this team has kind of limped or stumbled to the finish line yeah and the, the, like i say jk struck out swinging uh mark Contreras struck out swinging you just want to see but, an effort it, it take a hack man I mean, how do you walk back to the dugout in in a you know final series of the season against the White Sox? You got a chance to be a hero. Take a hack. I mean, it, that is if, if you're going to rip anything in this ball game, to me that one stands out. And by the so way, what, if what you did have you want? Thought, him to, what did you want him to do? Take a hack. <laughs> you know, it's got to be a soundbite now. I, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, and and by the way, uh, give us a call. Send us a text. Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line here on Final Pitch as the season winds down. One more night game tomorrow night. And then the day game, the, the mid middle of the afternoon matinee in Chicago to put a bow on the 2022 season. One other thing you and I talked about uh, while Chris was winding down the post-game download is those White Sox uniforms, at first I was like, do I hate these? And I'm like, no, they're not bad. You know, as, as an alternate, I would assume those are what what MLB, and I, and I think they ripped this off from the NBA, the City Edition. Oh, the City Connect Edition, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I I actually thought they were pretty sharp. I did if, too. if you wear their, those on, say, Saturday night home games mm-hmm. or you know, whatever you choose. I, I don't want to see them every day. It's it's too much, but they were kind of cool. I, I, yeah. I, I give them credit. Black with, like, the like the silver stripes and, yeah. like, the silver south side, you know, kind of like, you know, in that really, like, I, in that font, I love it. And, I mean, I don't like the White Sox. To me, the White Sox are the Packers of the... Major League Baseball of the Major League Baseball. Arch rivals. Yeah. Arch rivals. Yeah, I just just don't like them. 
I, I don't like – I dislike the White Sox more than I dislike any other team in baseball. Well, it, it, it's kind of like – But I like those uniforms. You know, uh, every now and then the Tigers have had good ball clubs and the Twins have had some spirited battles with the Tigers. There's no doubt about it. I, I go way back to, to that magical year of 1987. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. That was memorable, the, the, the Tigers and the old uh, Tiger Stadium. Oh, Frank, I mean, Frank, that, yeah, Frank Tanana, uh, Doyle Alexander, Daryl Evans, Lou Whitaker, Alan Tra- Oh, yeah, I mean, that Tiger team, Kirk Gibson, they were stacked. Yeah, and, and playing in the old Tiger Stadium. So, you know, over the years. But I, I don't think there's any doubt, you know, over the long haul, the, the Twins and Sox have the rivalry. You know, Cleveland, the, the Guardians, by the way, the division champs, and a tip of the cap to them. A little bit more on that in a little bit. I, I really haven't had a chance to talk about the Guardians. And and then you got the Royals. And it's kind of like, eh, you know. The, the Royals have had some good clubs over the years. There's no doubt about it. They they had that lights out bullpen and that that team won a world championship. But but it seems ever since then they they've gone downhill and now they're just in constant rebuilding mode. And as I mentioned, the Tigers they just had a dismal year. Um, even though they they took two out of three from the Twins over the weekend, you're not sure what their plan is. But but I will say this. The White Sox, major disappointment this year. We all remember it. They were the overwhelming favorite to win the division. And now with two to go, they're at 80 and 80. So flip a coin. Are are the Twins going to win the final two and uh, put the Sox in the mode of a losing record this season? Um, as, As bad as this September and early October has been for the Twins, the the White Sox have just had a nightmare of a season. You know, they, they... wouldn't you agree that over the long haul, the, the White Sox have had nothing to cheer about because the expectations were they were going to win this division, they were going to win it easily. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you look in the offseason coming yeah. into this year, Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, then you had Liam Hendricks at the end of the bullpen. Then you look at that lineup, Yohan Mancata, Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, uh, you know, uh, Eloy Jimenez, you know, uh, 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 God, I'm thinking uh, Jimenez, well, Ramirez. Okay. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm losing track right now. I'd have to go back and look. But, I mean, they had so much, so much talent there. You look at the talent, and they were probably the most balanced team. I mean, they had injuries just like the Twins did. So I think part of that could be, you know, could be the injuries. I mean, Tony La Russa and his health issues I'm sure that probably had something to oh, do with sure. it, but, but I, I, at, at the end of the at the end of the day, it's uh, it, it's it's about winning. It's about being able to execute better than your opponents. And the White Sox and the Twins. I mean, neither one of them did it, but yeah, I think the White Sox would be a bigger disappointment, even though the Twins got off to a much better start. Yeah, and the White Sox will finish ahead of the Twins, but I would argue that going into the season. The, the the White Sox by far and away had one of the more disappointing seasons in the American League. You know, you got the Red Sox right up there as well. But and and the Angels started out well and collapsed. But the White Sox never got on track. At least the Twins had that great start to the year and the surprise and spent all that time in first place. 
uh, before the wheels really came off the wagon. So at least the Twins had their moment in the sun. The White Sox never had that this year. And now with that said, based on what you just said and the players they have, that it wouldn't surprise me one bit when healthy going to spring training in 2023 the Chicago White Sox aren't their favorite to win the division again. Would, would it surprise you? It it actually would. It, it would. And I think I, I don't know, man. I they might be my pick to bounce back and win it next year. I mean, I, I think you got two questions right now that are hanging over the White Sox in terms of their free agents. It's Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu, and they have guys that they can, you know, that that they can plug into those spots. But one thing that the White Sox did probably about six or seven years ago, like they gutted uh, a lot of their major league roster for all of these prospects. And then they were, I mean, they had the number one farm system for several years. And now those players have made the big leagues. And now we're back to the point where, you know, it's, it's kind of taken away from that double A AA and triple A level. So I would say that while. They might have a ton of talent at the major league level. Let's see what it looks like come opening day 2023. They just they might not have the depth in the minor leagues that could sustain them maybe like it could have before. But they have shown a willingness to spend money. And they, they have a base of pitching that can be scary. And oh, Dylan Cease and Lucas, uh, Lucas Giolito are absolutely... Like one oh. A and one B, those two, yeah. those two are. I think Cleveland's got the best pitching staff depth in the division. But as for one and two, I think you can make the case. You can make the case for those yeah. two. I, I I just think the Sox would be poised for a bounce back, and if the Twins want to get back into the mix, I I, I think they have the makings. We've talked about it a number of times. Uh, when when I've had a chance to fill in for Henry. Uh, here on final pitch, and and I brought it up on the weekends as well, that I I really feel pretty good about what the Twins have set for starting pitching next year. And now it becomes lineup. Can the lineup become more consistent? Carlos Correa, uh, by all accounts, will opt out and and pursue a a seven-year, $250 million deal something in that neighborhood or beyond, who knows what his agent will be able to cook up. But but the point being is is that the, the Twins have a good base. They have some guys to plug into the bullpen. I think they're really solid now on the back end of the bullpen. I, you know, it's hard to argue with Duran. You know, he goes into spring training as your closer. I mean, the, the guy can throw 104 miles an hour or whatever it is. So... I, I think there's some positives and some stability on the pitching side. It's it's what about that everyday lineup? How do you use Luis Arise? How do you get a Jose Miranda? Uh, and and where do you plug those guys into the lineup? Who's your shortstop? Polanco will be at second. I, I I think there's a lot of question marks. And then beyond that, you know, what about Byron Buxton? What does the outfield look at? We'll we'll get into that in more detail. By the way, White Sox win Game One, three to two. They clinch second in the division. Uh, the Twins grabbed an early two zero lead. White Sox tie it up. They get the winner in the seventh. Sox over the Twins three to two. Same two teams tomorrow night. We'll have more on final pitch in a moment here on News Talk. E three O W C C O. 
Final pitch, Twins fall to the Sox, game one of the three-game set to close out the 2022 campaign. Uh, good start for Bailey Obert. Twins load him up against Liam Hendricks. Can't get it done in the ninth. Twins fall 3-2. to two. And uh, by the way, our Cities 1 plumbing talk and text line always open for you. 651-461-9226. We love to hear from you. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I I got a I got a kick out of this uh, from our tax line. This is Christy. Uh Tubbs, you dislike the White Sox more than the Yankees? Are you nuts? Um, I'm trying to put the proper emphasis and all of that for Christy. Uh, mm-hmm. Tubbs, what do you say about that? I do dislike the White Sox <laughs> more than the Yankees. I will cheer for the Astros. Before I wow. cheer for the White Sox. Wow. I will cheer. I won't cheer for the Yankees, but I won't cheer for the White Sox. Here's why. And I hold grudges. You know that, Steve. I'm petty. As my buddy Patrick Creighton says, there's no petty like sports petty. I remember yep. back in, uh, oh, what was it? There were, uh, oh, many years ago. I want to say 07, 08, you know. It doesn't matter. There were several years that the Twins finished ahead of the White Sox. And Kenny Williams, the then general manager, kept going off about how awful the Twins were because, you know, he's like, well, we're still the better team. Dude, you finished like 10 games out of first place. You're not the better team. So, number one, I, I thought that was just absolutely, you know, ludicrous. And then when the White Sox won the World Series in 2005, and I swear on my daughter's life, this is an honest story. Again, complete pettiness on my part. I realize it, but I'm sticking to it. My wife can attest. I will not listen to Journey's Don't Stop Believing" because that was the White Sox theme song in 2005 when they won the World Series. I will not listen to that song. Fair enough. I mean, I I believe you, man. Besides, Hawk Harrelson... I have to say I was watching a game once, and I don't know why. I think maybe the, my remote must have been broken. That's why I was watching the White Sox broadcast of the White Sox and the Twins. But Michael Kadire, I think, got hit by a pitch in like the second inning. It was the seventh inning, and dude was still talking about it. And I'm like, man, you've got to build a bridge and get over it. Like, this is, this is nauseating to talk about something that happened like five innings ago as yeah. I go off about something that happened 17 years ago. But nonetheless, uh, I digress. A couple other notes from MLB. Uh, Albert Pujols continues to get it done. Hits number 703 in his great career and moves into second on the all-time RBI list. That That's pretty impressive. And how about doing that back in St. Louis? Like where he is revered. I mean, I mean yeah, he had the stop in Anaheim and then the, you know, the, the quick stopover in L.A., but to go back to St. Louis... Like, I mean, that's just a cool story. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at Pujols, Trails, Bonds, Aaron, Babe Ruth, all-time and home runs, uh, hit number 703. And it, it, it's just ab- absolutely crazy what Albert's done in his career. And real, real quick sidebar on Albert Pujols. I remember when he loved St. Louis and signed that ridiculous contract with the LA Angels. And at the time, I didn't blame the Cardinals one bit. 
And then here he's back in St. Louis to close out. It, it was a good move uh, by the Cardinals at the point. It, I mean, it, it, it was a, it was a very wise decision because the Angels ha- the Angels had to cut bait with the end of that contract. I mean, when have we ever seen a Major League Baseball contract, Steve, work out to the very end? Like, I mean, you can see the Tigers with Miguel Cabrera right now. Like they have these bloated contracts, and they're trying to figure out any way, shape, or form to get out of it. And the Cardinals did the right thing. You know, I covered the Cardinals when I was in Missouri and as painful as it was for them to see him go, it absolutely 100% was the right business move. But I mean, it's just, it's nice that it, you know, the world works in mysterious ways. Yeah, it is just absolutely incredible. Uh, The career uh, he has put up 296 career average, 3,382 hits. Now, 703 home runs and uh yeah just just what what a run for albert by the way uh aaron judge did not hit a home run tonight he is stuck at 61 and uh we're running out of games uh this season for aaron judge all right a couple of quick thoughts on the twins and there's been a lot of talk about you know what, what this club looks like and Luis Rice, Jose Miranda, outstanding seasons. Looks like Carlos Correa is going to move on. It's not official, but by all accounts, we'll move on. Byron Buxton will return from injury. Alex Kirilov will return from injury. Two oft-injured players. Kirilov uh, just getting started in his career. Byron Buxton established. I, I think this point has been uh, How much can you expect out of Byron Buxton now based on his injury track record all the way up through the minor leagues, now in the major leagues? Can you pencil him in and expect to get 120 games out of him in 2023? You hope, but the track record, Chris Tubbs, is that he isn't going to be available. Yeah, you absolutely have to have a plan B. And the team, especially in the outfield right now, Steve, they've got hypothetically – They've got depth when you're healthy. I mean, you know, Larnick, Kirloff can play it. Celestino, Buxton, Kepler. But you you don't know who's going to be available and when. And that's that's the big problem. Like, everything revolves around Byron Buxton. But best case scenario, I think people are planning for, what, 60% of the game? So if he's going to play maybe between 100 and 120 games – Best case scenario, you're planning on the contingency for 40 to 50 games, and then you add on to that that you may lose him for extended periods of time during the year. It's a real tough position to to, to be in. I don't envy that kind of decision. But oh, I mean, no. we said that you know, they had to make this move. They had to sign him in, in the offseason. You had to you had to sign him. Oh, for sure. But this is the risk that you take, and I still say, Steve that it is a risk that the Twins had to take. And it's, at the end, I, I feel like it's going to work out in the end for them. I just don't know what the entire return is going to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and I don't buy, I think it's too early to say, you're going to be the DH, or you're going to play most of your games at DH. I think there's still so much value in having him in the field. You would think the law of averages, considering all the kooky injuries that you know, Byron Buxton is going to be healthy for a season. Um, but can you bank on that 
when you're you're planning who's going to be a part of this thing next year. We know how it goes. A lot of guys are going to come up due to injuries. The the Twins had a ridiculous amount of injuries. But but how you structure that outfield? Once again, Alex Kirilov had that surgery um, on the wrist trying to figure it out. So you got two big pieces in that outfield you don't know about. And is it time to give up? On Max Kepler. And, and, Is and it that's, time yeah. to move on beyond Kepler? And, and that's another question because, you know, Kepler's got a very team-friendly contract, just like Jorge Polanco. Like, those two guys signed their extensions on the very same day. And, you know, Morant, at this point, I would fully expect them to tender Gio Urshela. What's not to say you don't, you know, you move Miranda over to first base, make him your primary first baseman, and... But, I mean, that's just one part of it because I know they want Kirilov to play first base. Well, if if Kirilov's one of those guys you can't expect to stay healthy, then what do you do? Well, and I think the the other what do you do is how do you utilize Luis Arais, um and get his bat He's got to get regular lineup. bats, yes. Yeah, every day. So there are some challenges uh, for the Twins and how they structure this lineup. Next year, we're going to come back, have some highlights, say goodnight. We've got all the news coming up at 11. Steve in for Henry. Chris Tubbs here, as always, on Final Pitch here on News Talk. A3O-WCCO. It is Final Pitch. We have all the news at 11 coming up. John Batchelor to follow. Chris Tubbs is here. Uh, let's let's go to Kelly. Kelly, you're on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Hello. Hello. Um, so... What was that inning where uh, Billy Hamilton did not uh, run 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 uh, run the base uh, from uh, after he made that one uh, made that one hit? I didn't I didn't know what they were talking about. I don't remember what inning that was, but it, I think it was the seventh inning or it was the sixth inning where he, where he didn't run out of ground ball. Yeah, 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 and that that didn't that didn't make uh, uh, any sense to uh, Corey and Danny when yeah. they were when they were looking at when they were looking looking at it. I was like, all right, all right Kelly, oh. um, I I didn't I didn't see the play, didn't hear the play at the moment. Here, Chris, I, did I, you? I, I, yeah, I can give you a quick synopsis here. Uh, I, I believe it was uh, Gio Urshela that got on base, and Billy Hamilton was a pinch runner. And what happened was the Twins didn't make any moves with Billy Hamilton, didn't put him in the run, didn't you know try any sort of you know straight steal or hit and run, and you know they were wondering, well, why do you substitute your fastest player, get him in the game, if you're not even gonna you know, gonna put on a play. yeah, if if you're not gonna do anything with him, I I think is you know that that was what confused them. You make the substitution, but at the end of the day, you, you're like, well, you didn't really use him to you know what you needed to. Yeah, but you, you pinch run and then you don't do anything with him. It, it, it's kind of like Sanchez in the at-bat in the ninth. Take a hack. You know, be a hero. You know, strike three looking in the top of the ninth inning when you're losing on the road makes absolutely no sense to me. All right, let's get into the uh, highlights here uh, from the ball game tonight. Twins fall to the White Sox 3-2. to two. Uh, let, Let's start uh, with Gio Rochelle, a big highlight, two-run home run. A swing and a fly ball to right field. Sheets going back, still going near the wall. Sheets looks up, and that ball's gone. A home run. So Urshela goes the opposite way, a two-out, two-run homer. And the Twins, some two-out extra base hitting, have a 2-0 lead. 
And we go to inning number two, and the White Sox were able to tie it. They do it the same way. And the 0-1 pitch, a high fly ball, left field trouble. Going back is Cave on the track at the wall. Cave jumps up, and that ball's gone. Game tied on a two-run homer from Josh Harrison, his seventh of the year. And the White Sox continue to hit over hard tonight and now pull even 2-2. All right, so uh, Ober gets through five, survived, gives up that two-run home run, didn't figure in the decision, and then uh, the White Sox grabbed the lead in the seventh. And the payoff pitch, ground ball in the hole, it's short, and through base hit left field. Pollock around third, heading home. K fires towards the plate, it's not in time. Down to second goes Perez, and the White Sox take a 3-2 lead. And they go on to win it. Twins load them in the ninth against Liam Hendricks. He works out of the jam. White Sox win it 3-2. to two. They go to 80-80. and 80. Twins fall to 77-83. and 83. Turn the page. Tuesday night, same two teams. Pre-game 6-30. First pitch, 7-10. Final pitch to follow with Henry Lake here on the home of the Twins. News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Uh, Chris Tubbs will be on board for that one. And in that ballgame on Tuesday night, Josh Winder against Lucas Giolito. Once again, pregame 630, first pitch 710. Hey, Chris, always fun. Good to hang out with you. You too, buddy. Wish we had better news on the Twins. They fall to the White Sox 3-2 in game one. Uh, the series finale three-game set on the south side of Chicago here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 